This is the Lead Well Podcast. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast, where we're talking all things leadership, talent, and culture. I'm your host, Missy Darden, and our special guest today is operator Natasha Gilbert of Belmont FSR and South Point Township FSR in Belmont, North Carolina. Natasha, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. We're thrilled to have you on the podcast. And today's topic is hospitality. So we're really excited to dive into that with you, Natasha. But before we get started, love to hear from you on your background and how'd you get into Chick-fil-A? Right. So I grew up working for Chick-fil-A, like many operators. I started in high school and uh, fell in love with the people, fell in love with um, my operator, just really enjoyed the brand and the culture they created um, in Concord, North Carolina. And then I went to Wingate University and worked for another operator um, and continued to love Chick-fil-A, continued to love working with my peers and just, the again, the culture that was provided. And then my senior year in college, I did a marketing internship and fell in love with the brand as a career. So up until that point, I had just really liked working there. But after the internship, I realized there was career opportunity and chased after it with everything that I had. And within a year of graduating college, I was um, an IM. So I was in the IM program, went to Milwaukee, Wisconsin to operate a few different locations. And within a year and a half, I became the operator at that second location I was um, interning at. So been an operator uh, just 23 years this month and continuing to still enjoy what I'm doing and just grateful for the opportunities that were presented to me. Um, and so far, it's been an amazing journey. Wow, that's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing about your journey. So to get us started with the hospitality conversation, I'd love to first hear from you. What is your hospitality strategy in your restaurants? And how do you equip and prepare your team members to execute on this strategy? Yeah, so really our, our strategy is really simple. We can empower our people to use their genuine personalities to create a culture of hospitality. So we want them to build on what Chick-fil-A has given us as a resource, but then use their unique abilities and personalities to create authentic experiences for, for guests and for each other. Um, and so having a culture of hospitality and believing in what we're doing is really our secret sauce. Just everybody having buy-in to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways in which you feel your team create those experiences for each other, but also your guests? Yeah, so for each other, they do amazing things as most restaurants, like celebrating within the restaurant, um, doing things outside, hiking, um, going to each other's um, homes when they're sick, going to the hospitals and visiting, uh, making sure they're, they have prayer chains with each other. They're at baptisms. They're at funerals. They are just demonstrating a, like a culture of family that just translates into hospitality when um, you need to feel a certain way. We talk about service being what you do and hospitality is how you make people feel. So when you show up for events that are important, you make people feel cared for and you make them feel valued. And I think when we show up to life events and we are doing life, um, it demonstrates just that we're serious about what we say. Um, and the same thing for our customers. Um, our team members visit guests in the hospital. We um, send cards. We show up to funerals. We do the same thing for our guests that we do for the team members. Again, just trying to really show that we care and it's above and beyond the transaction. 
So when did you reopen your dining rooms and how has your strategy changed since reopening? Yeah, so we originally reopened, uh, well, we have two locations and the second location just opened a few months ago. So we reopened our original um, dining room right before the second store opened. So we'd have consistency between both locations. We really wanted to bring back what we had been doing before COVID. And so our strategy was let's have um, a hospitality boot camp. Let's train everyone and retrain everyone on what hospitality looks like. Um, I think that we had hired so many people that had never worked in the dining room before. They'd never worked with guests live before. They had never had to smile before. So we had to really be planful about how we would get them up and running for the relaunch of our, or the reopening of our dining room. And um, there's a lot of energy around it. The, the older team members, existing team members were so excited to reopen. I think that they um, rubbed off on the newer team members where the new team members didn't understand, like, why are they so excited? It seems like it's going to be more work. Like, why would we want to do this? And the older team members were like, it's so different when the dining room's open, just the energy and the positivity and the environment is just energetic and you're going to love it. And so um, it was really nice to hear that the team missed the customers and really wanted to reopen. So we retrained, we refreshed, um, and then had several different classes, like I said, to, to equip and um, prepare the team. Um, I think more than ever, we have to be really intentional about how we display, you know, or demonstrate hospitality. Before, we were really good at it. Just, I think by default, we just love what we're doing. But I think now with how, you know, being through the pandemic, people really do need more than ever before. And so we've been overly intentional about looking for those opportunities. Um, you know, guests that haven't been with us in two years or haven't been inside the dining room are really hungry for connection. And so we really have to pour into our team to make sure they're, they're not missing those opportunities. Thanks for sharing that. How do you recruit and select new team members um, who fit in this culture of hospitality? How do you determine when you're in that recruiting process and selection process, um, those team members, what qualities, I guess I should say, do you look for? Right. So we do open interviews and group interviews and then a final interview. And each each part of the selection process, they're looking for people that have um, natural ability to connect with others, it, especially if they're front of house or hospitality um, positions. Um, they're already interviewing the people when they come through the door. Um, they're looking to see if they're on their phones or if they're um, connecting with others naturally. Are they um, holding doors for folks? Are they um, striking up conversations? To, are they helpful? So they're already um, deciding if these team members are demonstrating like servant heart. Um, through the open interview process, um, you know, they asked several questions about their character, competencies, chemistry with others. During the group interview, it's really all about interaction. You get to see how they interact with each other, knowing they're competing for a spot. But what's cool is that their personalities come alive. Um, so sometimes they're asked to sing, dance, make up a, a skit, um, do a commercial. Um, it's all just random things, but it forces people to have to come together and connect. And what happens is the people that really love people shine. And for us, it's been fun. Um, it's been fun to look for um, people who stand out 
in those group interviews. Um, but at the end of the day, we're looking for people that naturally enjoy being with people. I can't imagine singing and dancing in a, in a <laughs> interview, but that'll really, I mean, I'm sure that tests people. You definitely need to have some confidence in order to do really entertaining. That. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. That's great. So earlier you mentioned um, when you reopened your dining rooms and coming out of COVID, these, all these guests were so eager and your team members were eager as well. But you also mentioned you retrained them and took them through some classes as well. So um, what did that retraining in these classes entail? Yeah, so we actually have a culture presentation that our director of administration and our talent director have done for um, a couple years. So they they put that presentation on and then we do some role playing and um, let the let the team members actually act out uh, the training and go through the process of, this is what it would be like to be a customer and here's how I would feel if this service behavior was modeled or um, if you were ignored at the counter or if you needed something and you had a handful of, you know, or lots of children, what would you need in this moment? So a lot of situational role play um, is helpful, especially with young people that maybe haven't done that before. Um, I think the situational role play helps them understand in that moment, oh, this is how I can demonstrate hospitality. And the veteran team members um, could help walk them through those different situations. Um, so just enough people to where you have um, you have guests that are team members that can pretend to be guests, but um, not so many people that you can't get through the training. So uh, I think we had maybe 15 people at the class. Our hospitality boot camp is what we call it. <laughs> Very cool. Man, from your interview process to your training classes, you got a, bu- a bunch of actors and actresses in your <laughs> restaurants, it sounds like. <laughs> They're ready. They're ready for stage. <laughs> got to be ready for anything in um, this business, that's for sure. Um, so what's been, what, are, what have been some of the challenges you've faced with equipping your team? Yeah, so one challenge I remember thinking was, um, you know, as eager as everyone was, I remember thinking, how will we um, recreate what we had before all of this, especially with the tight workforce that we have? Um, will, we, will we be able to deliver what we used to do um, was a huge concern. So it was more of a concern, I guess, than a challenge, because at the end of the day, you know, we're forced to make it work and we want to make it work. And so having to outthink those obstacles was important. Um, but a- after that, I think um, just having to train the team existing and, and new team members of, you know, we're back on stage. Before the pandemic, we were always on stage, but during the pandemic, you know, the dining room became part of the stage. And so a lot of community was being built in the dining room and fellowship was happening and all these great things. We turned the dining room into our QCD storage unit, you know, and uh, it was great from an operational standpoint, but the challenge of getting back to operating standards from before was was hard. And so, um, and team members had become lackadaisical when it came to some of those um, standards. So we had to get, um, you know, the boot camp was good. It was helpful, but we had to retrain the team. of This is what being on stage looks like in a professional setting. And we have to make sure that everybody understands what customers can hear and see from every angle of the dining room and in the cockpit. And so that was a little challenging to try to explain that to team members who maybe had only been with us a week or two and didn't understand um, another world had existed before they came in. So, um, but we navigated through that and, 
you know, we just had to keep reminding and reminding. And, uh, you know, finally, they understand it now. But, yeah, that was just an adjustment period. Yeah. And I know we were talking about your training and you said you do situational role play and such. But um, I have heard a lot of conversations around operators equipping their teams to deal with disgruntled guests. Um, and I know that those can be very tricky situations. So what are ways in which you prepare your team to deal with disgruntled guests if they um, have a situation like that? Yeah, so we did subscribe to the um, Berlitz Cultural Intelligence courses. So we did have our leadership team go through that training. Um, and again, it's very much hands-on training, like we talked about the situational role play. Um, we've had to do that in um, in real life as well. Um, I will say an, another obstacle is what you're just mentioning. Like the, there were some disgruntled customers through the pandemic, and um, that was really hard to navigate with young people because of the way some of those conversations affected them, and some of the the mental. Uh, pressures that was placed on young people and even older people because of uh, maybe a guest's behavior. So um, we found ourselves role-playing, but we found ourselves as leaders really having to counsel through that part of the business. It, it was about guest recovery for sure, but also team member recovery. It was about making sure they walked out of there feeling good about what they had done because a lot of the complaints weren't really um, – it wasn't like the team member always did something wrong, but I think just the time that everybody was in was very stressful and um, there's a lot of anxiety. And so we had to do the the role playing, but there's a lot of um, crying and a lot of Kleenex and a lot of counseling, emotional counseling to make sure our team members felt good about coming back to work. So I think um, there's a lot of love and grace and compassion that we had to work through. Um, and so you know, I know Susanna Frost talks about doing tough things with kindness, and I definitely feel like our team really rallied and did that. Um, and I think, like, tough things were happening. And so um, we just had to prepare our team a little bit more um, and, like I said, love on them a little bit more and just make sure we were there for them. So um, there was a lot of tough things done with kindness for sure. But um, I think our team rallied through it, and I think they're stronger now from all that they've been through. But um, yeah, I think if I could have done it over again, I wish I had um, prepped them before versus in the moment. But, um, you know, can't go back. So we just prepare them now for the future. Thank you for sharing that. I would completely and wholeheartedly agree. And we all just need love. So that's yeah. really, really great. I would say that's the probably the biggest thing is walking away with um We've always given great kindness to our guests, but also like giving kindness to ourselves and to each other was really important. Um, I could feel within a month or two of the pandemic, like that was going to be required um, to, because the anxiety levels and the stress levels were so high with our team that we we had to step into care with the team immediately. Um, and I think, you know, Chick-fil-A demonstrated great care for us as operators immediately, and we had to do the same. But uh, yeah, I think, Kindness wins all the time. So it's a it's definitely a way to um to live. So thank you, Chick-fil-A, for taking care of us so we could take care of our team. Um, so the last question I have for you, and we've kind of been talking about it here, but 
what is one piece of advice that you would share with operators about next steps? Um, what would be your one learning around, hey, hospitality, or even like we're just talking about just loving on your team and your guests? Left out a doubt, my advice would be make sure your culture um, is reflective of what you know you want your hospitality strategy to look like. Um, there's so often times where even at my restaurant where we have a strategy and it doesn't really match the culture. So it's great to have something on paper, but if it's not really being lived out, it's kind of worthless. So, um, you know, I would get real with what's your culture look like and what do you want it to look like and maybe have a collaborative conversation with your key leaders or your hospitality leaders or you know guest experience leaders on what you want that to be. Um, because a lot of times, you know, somebody else is determining the culture of the business if, if you let it. And so you want to make sure that that culture is what you want for your vision. And, and it's, it's actually showing up the way that you, you want it to. So I would just do an assessment to make sure, um, you know, what is the culture in your restaurant for hospitality and where do you want to take it? And then have those, um, those conversations with the people that can help you get there. Well, thank you, Natasha. And that'll do it for today's episode. If you're looking to find, develop, and launch top talent, Leadwell is a resource of articles, videos, podcasts, and other Chick-fil-A operator and third-party expert curated content. If you got questions or want to hear about a specific to- topic on the podcast, please let us know at leadwell at chickfil.com. I'm Missy Darden, and thank you for listening to the Leadwell Podcast. Leadwell shares leadership, talent, and culture resources, ideas and tools from franchised operators and third-party experts to inspire franchised operators and their teams to find, develop, and launch top talent. As independent franchisees, Chick-fil-A operators solely determine the employment, leadership, and management practices in their businesses.